Hello, world, and welcome to this week's episode of Golf Subpar. I am Colt Nose, joined always by my man, Drew, the sleazy man Stoltz. What's happening, Drew? Good to be with you, baby. Day by day. Just hanging in during this weird time right now. I love it, but we still keep bringing the heat. Trying to. Another big guest this week, Ryder Cup stalwart Paul Casey is joining us in studio. Yes, it's nice to have uh, a man from across the pond here give us a little bit of different perspective. We uh, Great interview with Paul. Shout out to him for giving us a little bit of time. Got inside the European locker room just a little bit. He was very hesitant to disclose too much information, but we did get a little bit of tips here and there as to why they are so dominant in that format. Yeah, he had some great stories about the Ryder Cup, some great stories about playing in the Tiger Woods-dominated era. But here we go, our interview with Paul Casey on Golf Subpar. All right, we are now joined in studio at Golf Subpar with 14-time winner on the European Tour, three-time PGA Tour winner, Paul Casey. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for taking the time. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Good to have you. And there is some free time right now with yeah, all nothing this going else to on, do, this, so. this corona outbreak. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say there's nothing else to do. It's an honor to be on this show. Admit it. <laughs> okay, rewind. Yes, it's an honor to be on yes, this show. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Privilege. What are we doing this is a unique time for everybody, but for golfers especially, no golf, no nothing going on. How are you handling all this uh, free time that you finally have? I don't know yet. I mean, I packed up the clubs on Friday at uh, Sawgrass, and I haven't unpacked them. They're still sitting in the club glove in the garage. Um, garage. The garage. The, the, the garage. garage. Yeah. It's a garage like for that. all you people, American people need, at home. Honestly, honestly, I have no idea. None of us have any idea. Yeah. Well, we currently, you know, from a golf perspective, schedule, we'll talk about it. Schedule's being blown to pieces. Um cups have been raised colt's all upset because yes. now you know his money games at whisper everybody's making 20 footers because they're just smashing the golf ball against the cup which it's is not fair i have one i'm good at one thing in this game and it's putting and it's really taken away from me right <laughs> yeah. now this coronavirus yeah the elevated cup kind of levels the playing field there. it'd be like letting you drop at 330 in the middle of fairway yeah but cool Perfect. All right. yeah all right now we'll play there's there's a disease back there at 260 i gotta go forward <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. further <laughs> yeah but on a serious note like when you're when you're in the middle of your season or or in the off season, like what's the longest break you think you've ever ever taken from the clubs? Or you absolutely put them down because right now you said you've totally yeah, put them away. Yeah, I've done it for um, probably four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. That's but a that long was time. that's a long time. Yeah. That's um, but that's probably been four or five years since I've done that. But you hit it so good. I mean, it's like like riding a bike for you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, you are you are a good ball striker. Yeah, but I, but I but I but I. But I worry about it. Like if I take too much time off, then I worry about getting it back because it's the one part of my game I've always been good at. But it's like I, I got to work at it. I work incredibly hard at it, so I do worry about it. Um, this is this is a hot, this is strange though. This is going to be weird because golf clubs, as you know, are closing around here. Uh, play's been limited. Um, I used to go down to Papago and practice. I can't go down there because uh, the ASU facility, which is phenomenal, if you're not a student. Um, not student athletes, not student at ASU, you can't go down, so I can't go down there. I could go to Papago, but I can't go to the ASU's facility. Um, one of the golf clubs that I'm a member at in town, we won't mention the name, uh, they've had a member and his wife test positive for coronavirus. Mm. So that, that's been, okay. uh, that's a moving situation, fluid situation. Um, Whispers banned um, guests. Yes, Silverleaf's banned guests as well. That's what I said. If golf, if golf club, sh- if Whisper Rock shuts down, I got a serious problem. Yeah, well, California, I assume, is everything shut down. It looks like I, I haven't right, read. Apparently, everything's on lockdown in California. New York looks like it's yeah. on lockdown, so I, I guess that golf clubs are shut there. I think they're shut in Michigan as well. But um, like golf's the one thing, and I've read a lot about it. I mean, you could you can still get away with it. I mean, you get your clubs out of your own car, you take them, you carry them yourself. 
you're not touching anyone. You're not, you know, yeah. tossing golf balls back and forth to each other. I mean, you could still play golf. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's still and we need that. Yeah, and look, and, and and you know, being conscious of maybe golf courses and are not going to facilities are not going to be in as perfect shape as they normally are in this country because we can't expect people to go to work if they don't want to go to work. Uh, sanitizing machinery, mowers, that kind of stuff. So maybe look, the, the greens are going to get cut a little um, less than they normally are, and bunkers might fine. not be right. And I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, I I grew up playing on some some. Yeah, less than perfect golf yeah. golf courses, and I'm sure you guys did as well. So I'm fine with that. I don't mind playing in a, in a uh, less than perfect golf course. I'll go play around a park. I really don't care. I'll yeah, set up a golf course. Once fun. you get yeah. your clubs out of the garage, that is. The garage. <laughs> the, garage. the garage. Yes. Exactly. Is there any part of you where this is kind of like, take away all the health concerns and everything like that, but to have a time where like, not only can you not play, you don't even have the option to play golf. You can go play if you want. Is it nice to have like a little time off for the first time in your career? Yes and no. It's all strange. <laughs> Coming um, into a week where he's the two-time defending champion. Yeah, we were get I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just strange. It's just weird. Because normally it's a, it's, a cho- it's a choice. This is yeah. not a choice. Yeah, were you, you have to. Were you for the tour canceling the Players' Championship or did you think y'all should keep going without fans for that week? It got weird as soon as there was a pro- the proposed travel ban back to Europe. Yeah. Thought that was the strange one. That was like a tipping point for me thinking, hang on, you could have Wiesberger here. He could be winning this thing on a Saturday, Sunday and not be able to fly home to Austria. I suddenly thought that's okay. Hang on a second. We are, yes, this is the players championship PJ tour, but this is a global sport. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was like a tipping point. Like this stuff just got real. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the possibility, well, we were going to be behind closed doors, it looked like, as of kind of Thursday, Friday, that was the chat for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just flipped on its head in, what, 48 hours, not even? Yeah, it was like the fastest change. And this was like the NBA announced, then everything was like, bam, 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 bam. Every sport just shut down and said, all right, we're shut down yeah. too. Yeah. Um, best case scenario, when do you think the PGA Tour will be back in action? Oh, well, best case scenario is whatever the CDC have been saying, which is what, eight weeks we're going to be kind of... Uh, no social um, social distancing for eight weeks. Um, you know, no groups larger than however many it is. Um, honestly, do I see that playing out? No, I think it's going to be longer than that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got to wear. Look, I'm on the I'm on the player advisory council, as you know, and we talk about it and we <laughs> we got to say the right things. But if you ask me, take off my PGA Tour hat for a second. I know this, you know, I know who's broadcasting this, I know who's tuning in, but um, I don't see that happening right now. Because yeah. you look, again, from a global perspective, you look at this and you talk about uh, the UK, London have just said that they expect um, this thing to basically be through the end of the year. And there's other countries, I mean, nobody's even mentioned, we talked about it when I came in, like Africa and India and these other countries that nobody seems to have mentioned yet. I don't know what's happening there in terms of this pandemic, but this, is, this has got legs, is my feeling. If, so yeah, every day that goes, it feels like it's the the timeline till normalcy is being stretched out. How how the whole thing sucks. Let's get that. Oh, hundred percent. Right but yeah, how it's... pissed are you that it just happens to start right before the event where you're the two time defending champion? You're your little breadbasket, your little honey pot. I know, I know, I know. It's uh, it's. I feel for Tracy West, uh, and all the team down there in in, in the whole Tampa Bay area. I mean that that's look. There's a lot of um. You know, this sucks for me. Don't feel sorry for me. Right. You know, I, you know, I don't like not being at home, not being able to play golf. But this really sucks for everybody. Yeah, um, 
you know, down there who that tournament was 99% ready to go. It was right there on the thing. They're going to lose a ton of money. Uh, there's vendors down there, suppliers who are, they could lose their livelihoods based on this. And then every event after that, right. you, at, you know, match play, Dell match play, and then whatever we are after that. Hang on, what comes before? I should know. San Antonio. San Antonio, thank you. Then the Masters and then Hilton Head and all that. Yeah. So everybody's going to be massively affected. Does it? Yeah, of course it sucks. I'd love to try for three in a row. It was like an annuity for me, yeah, wasn't it? I was about to say, if there's one week I don't want this thing to overlap, this would be it. Well, no disrespect to you or the Valspar Championship, but I'm going to say if the city could choose between having Paul Casey win three in a row or get Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> yeah. They might Tampa. count Tom Brady. <laughs> See, and I knew, I knew something was going on um, we, because... So, uh, where are we? We're at the end of the week already. So this Monday, Tuesday, just gone, uh, I was meant to be with my caddy, Johnny Longsocks McLaren. Yes. He has never, so as, as many times as he's worked the Masters and, and strolled around Augusta National, he's never played it. And, and he, like myself and you guys, he knows a lot of members, but he's always turned it down. And we, we said, look, an invite came in from one of the members there to Johnny and myself, but mainly Johnny. Johnny, you need to play it. Would you like to play it? And I, eventually I'm like, can't hit you, but come on, let's yeah, just accept it. <laughs> that was way too close, wasn't it? Um, Wash up. So he, he accepted this invite, and we'd planned, and we'd arranged it all to go down and play on the Monday just gone, and maybe a little bit of Tuesday as well. And the member uh, had arranged um, – oh, when I touched my face, that's bad, that's, isn't it? Well, you're um, – show's over. Yeah, so we'd arranged to go down, and, and he said, I got the fourth, I've got the fourth. And this is going back now to AT&T at Pebble Beach. We'd, align, we'd arranged this all up, and it was uh, the fourth was going to be Tom Brady. No. <laughs> and oh, then, we got no. Word, then we got word from the member oh. that he's out, our fourth is out. And okay. we're like, why? He goes, well, because he's, he's signing, was what we heard. Okay. And we're like, signing? Yeah, he's signing on the Wednesday of that week. Right. And we're like signing. What the hell? Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't pull out of playing Augusta, with especially with us or Johnny, if he was just renewing or making an announcement that he was staying in New England. So we knew something was up. Interesting. So, so you were out I ahead didn't of know it. it was Tampa. I was. I was out ahead of it, but I didn't know what was going on because we were thinking: Is it Chargers? Is it this? I mean, my my football knowledge is limited. Should have been best, like, Hey, Tom, you can sign from Augusta just as easy <laughs> as you can sign from that that uh, Hampton Inn or whatever you signed in uh, back home. So yeah, God, but back to so that's Tam a tough break for your boy. So tough break for my boy. He's not. He's still not played Augusta, and um, we'll we'll try and make that happen at some point. But yeah. I mean, it's good for the Tampa Bay area. Oh, yeah. They, they lose. They, they've they lost, lost me. Valspar, and they've lost <laughs> They gained Tom Brady. Ah, yeah. it's a yeah. tie. You know, <laughs> I don't know. If you would have pulled the whole city. I think they're okay with the whole deal. Totally. <laughs> well, let's go back to kind of your early years. First off, you didn't obviously did not grow up in the United States, but you came to college over here at Arizona State. One, why Arizona State? And two, y'all had an absolutely stacked golf team. We had a stacked Please team. Tell us a little bit about so, it. So, how Arizona State, I'll, I'll give you that this is. Early internet days. This was like in the '90s, late mid late '90s, and ASU had uh, just won national championships in '96. And so, writing letters as you did, it wasn't like Google and stuff back then. It was writing letters to coaches. Of course, I wrote one for AS to ASU, being national championships. I got a letter back. Uh, I won't give you the real long story, but I ended up. I just happened to know. Um, a guy called Ron Cummins who played golf at USC back in, he won nationals in, I think, God, like 81. Uh, and Randy was the coach at USC at the time. Now he was coach at ASU. And I knew Ron and Ron put in a good word. And I ended up at a recruiting trip at ASU, which was September 96. First ever football game I'd ever seen in my life, which was ASU against Nebraska. Mm. 
Plummer's a quarterback, Tillman's a safety, running around. They beat Nebraska 19-0. Scott Johnson was my host. He was part of that national championship winning team. He wanted to get me out of the stadium. All I wanted to do was go down on the field and tear down the goalposts, which I did. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's a good wow. trip. No wonder you signed And I thought every football game's like this at ASU. This is, <laughs> this is what it's like on a weekend. This is awesome. So it was sunshine. It was, it was girls. It was alcohol. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. It with that's it. The that's, greatest, that's ASU. And and literally, it was to me, it was the greatest place on the planet, and and it was far away from my parents as possible, you know, five thousand miles or so, um, which was a good deal. So that's how I ended up here. I just I signed. I redshirted. I had no scholarship. I redshirted for six months, starting in January '97. Um, luckily, I I played some pretty good golf, and coach offered me a scholarship um, when the fall started back up again. And you're right, the team was stacked. It was Pat Perez, it was Jeff Quinney, it was Jim Park, Matt Jones, Chez eventually came as well. Mm -hmm. um, we were never outside the top five. We were going up against Oki State, which was um, guys like Chucky Three Sticks, um, UNLV, Adam Scott, and Charlie Hoffman, and those guys. I mean, we were, yeah. It and was you obviously awesome. loved it because you made this now your home. I've spent basically my entire adult life in this country. Yeah, people forget yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so. 23 years, I've, whatever that is, 20, I can't even do the calculations, see my ASU. Right 23 is fine. 20 plus. Yeah. How, I find it interesting. You and Pat Perez, who you mentioned was part of the ASU golf team, you guys are still very good buddies to yeah. this day. And from the outside looking in, like you guys, like that looks like a complete odd couple, like complete odd. You we got are. this obnoxious, <laughs> loud, long haired American. And then you got you a very soft spoken, nice, you know. Did I tell you the first Englishman. time we met? No, but, no, but I'd love to hear, to hear that. And I, anytime you want to bag on Pat as hard as you want, this oh, is I an love open Pat. forum. For I me. love Pat and Pat loves me. Oh, we love him too. But it's... So first time I ever met Pat. So there I am, this you know pasty white English kid off the plane, um, wintertime, 1997, January 97. And I'm hitting golf balls. I'm like, nothing going on down at the range at ASU at Carston. Um, rest in peace. It's no longer there. Right. And... Um, We've got acres and acres of space and this chipping green that's just behind me. And out comes this kid and he dumps down his shag bag. And I'm the only person out there and I'm hitting onto the range. He dumps down his shag bag 25 feet from me, gives me this glare <laughs> and hits this golf ball straight over my head to this chipping green behind me. He's got acres of room and, he, and this punk kind of puts down this and hits this golf and the divot lands right at my feet. And I'm like, what is this? And I look at him and he looks at me. And so as he hits the second one over my head, I just wander over. And I said, all right, what's your name? Pat. All right, Pat, my name's Paul. I said, this is really easy. I said, I was here first, you were here second. So either you move or I move you. And he kind of looks at me. Perfect. And he goes, and he figured I wasn't joking. And so he moved. And that was it. That it was, was great. Backed yeah. out. I That's love that. Down. The first intro with you and Pat. Yeah. And so, and unbeknownst to me, my apartment was next door to his. Our front doors were six feet apart. And, uh, oh, we abused each other. We called each other names constantly. But we'd be around there playing playing cards, playing poker, drinking, doing what we did in college. Welcome playing, to America. Playing here's your, amazing golf. Here's <laughs> your buddy, Pat. He's no wonder. Show, Pat will show yeah. you the way. Yeah. But he, and, and that's what, look. And, and you know Pat. You know the real Pat. Yeah. Pat's, Pat's a teddy bear. He's awesome. I love him to death. That's what I was going to say. He's got that rough look he like does. he's all mean. He and wants all everything. Yeah. He's a nice. But he would, he would, yeah. he would uh, you know, he would challenge guys. He would, and, and some guys would stand up to him or, or be able to deal with it, and they would thrive. And there were other guys who'd cave into Pat, and he'd have him. Yeah, that right, was it. Right. Um, but deep down, it's because he was just 
he's just he's just pat. He's just a big teddy bear. But he's, uh, you know, ultra competitive. Is good at what he does. Um, he just does it in Pat style, yeah. which I'm, I didn't, I'm cool with. I didn't know him in college, but I'm assuming he's still the exact same. Exactly, Pat. and that's why I love him yeah. because he's consistent. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I love the guys on tour who are consistent, and um, yeah, he is one of the most consistent guys on tour. Yeah, what know, you see is yeah. what you get, and he exactly. never changes. And, and you know I fully exactly, respect yeah. him for that. You know exactly where you stand. Exactly, with Pat, you do, which is great. He either likes you, if if he doesn't like you, you're gonna know. Pretty easy. I don't. I don't think he dislikes a lot of. He doesn't dislike a lot of people yeah. or anything. It just he just has an opinion, and he he doesn't kind of. Yeah. Yeah, he's just him, and if you like it and mesh with yeah. that, cool, be friends. Because he'll not, like pretty he much. Really try he to pretty much like, hey, likes everybody. Like me. I want you to like <laughs> exactly. me. He's not that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, that's an incredible story. He just pops him down, starts hitting shots over your head. Just yeah. like you don't matter. Punk. And then you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. So you obviously you went on to have a very successful college career. You won the Pac-12 three years in a row. Went on to the Walker Cup, went undefeated, 4-0, which is a rather big accomplishment. It was only the second time, I think, a British player had gone undefeated, 4-0. And then Luke was the third, like 30 minutes after me. Yeah. He went 4-0 that week as well. You all that, dusted the Americans that year, didn't you? We did. I think it was tight, and then we, I can't remember, you'd have to look up the score, but we kind of steamrolled them in the, on the Sunday. Uh, in the, on the Sunday singles, I played John Spider Miller. Oh, wow. Spider. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Legend. Uh, but it was a good team. We had a good team. They had a good team. Kucha was on that team. And, um, yeah, it was good stuff. It kind of led me. So you went 4-0 there. Then you went on and had, I mean, you played in Seve trophies, all this. Had a winning Ryder Cup record. You've won the world match play. Well, you just didn't win it. You beat Sean McKeel 10-8. and eight. Yeah, 10-8. and eight. I remember didn't even that, have one. Shower that one. Afterwards. Was, that one was Poor tough. guy. I, mean, I turned just, that off after the first night. Ah, like, right, this is, this is going to get bloody. But, like, your record in match play is just absolutely incredible. What is it? Is there... Something you have a secret that you don't want to share, or is it just you've always been good at it? Well, growing up in the UK, you play a lot of match play. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only real secret. Um, we have a lot of matches at a county level, at junior level, which are just match play. We always play foursomes in the morning, singles in the afternoon, a um, couple of drinks afterwards. It's just kind of what you did. So. Are there, are there secrets to match play? I don't know. I think there's little tricks, little, you know, knowing when to kind of press, knowing when to, you know, make the guy, you know, tap in from three feet, you know, just the little things. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any gamesmanship, just good solid golf is, is you know, always being in the hole. If you have an amazing short game, if you make a lot of putts like you do, I mean, it can just be brain damage for the other guy who's smashing it down the middle, 330. But if the guy's chipping in from all over the place, I mean, that's tough to beat. And you get used to that. You get to kind of expect the unexpected. It's always assume the guy's going to make the next shot. And if you, so it's almost like a mentality, and a, um, and you learn that stuff, and it just kind of helps. So I think you're right. There's a lot of. I've got a good match play record, but I think you'd look at a lot of the Europeans, and they've got a good match yeah. play record. Do you wish there was more match play on the PG? Like you have the WGC. Do you wish there was more? Yeah, there was but like it's maybe two, three. I do, but it's a difficult sell for sponsors, you know, and even the yeah. even the Dell. Um, yeah, that's that's always like how do you sell it you know they build these this infrastructure that goes in and millions and millions of dollars are spent and and they'll use that big hospitality unit and they'll see 20 minutes of golf on sunday mm-hmm. and it's like that's just you, this, what's the roi on that it's terrible yeah. so or do players want more? Up in the finals it could be you obviously want two of the biggest names in golf but with the way golf works like anything can happen you yeah. could get two guys that no one you know aren't the biggest tv draws and then it's like boom yeah the way, the the way it used day. to be where it was one through 64 just like the ncaa i mean Tiger gets knocked out in the first round. Your tournament for a viewing done is done. Yeah, I yeah. mean, which which is 
which sucks is which why I get there's no, not as much match play on tour. Yeah. But so, let's talk about the ultimate match play, and that's the Ryder Cup, oh. which I really don't like you how good your record that? is there. <laughs> you played in four of them. You've won three. He's won three. You have to think about it. Oh, what do you want? Sorry, what was the question? I just do you really not know that you've won three. Of, you yeah, know. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost that. Lost that. Okay, yeah. He knows. Just pretend like you don't. Oakland Hills, K Club, um, Paris, and then Lost Valhalla. Yeah, Lost Valhalla. Oh, four was my first. Oakland Hills. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Ryder Cup. I mean, obviously, it's an incredible event that the whole world watches. What is it like on that first tee? Later on, I want to know what more the celebrations are like. Can you swear on this show? Yes, you can. Yeah. It's the only place I've truly been shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, t- I mean, first tee, did it start like that, the night like before? That have a yes. Yeah. Did it start the night before, or was it like we asked John Rom, like when he played Tiger in Paris in the final, like what was that night like? He's like, I actually slept great. It's Good. when I woke up the next morning. Yeah. I started the first tee. like yeah. I literally just wanted to get it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Oakland Hills was my first. Um, Langer was the captain. I didn't play Friday. He got all the rookies down. I think Luke was the only rookie to play on Friday because he was playing amazing golf mm-hmm. leading up to it. Um, so I was going to play the following day on Saturday with David Howe in the morning. Um, uh, best ball. And he made sure that we all went to the first tee on Friday to absorb the atmosphere, which just probably made, which was great, but almost made it worse because now he got to wait. thinking about it. He got to wait and think. And um, that was, uh, who did we play? Furyk and, oh, maybe Zach Johnson or something like that. Uh, Howler and I, we ended up winning our match. But to get back to the first tee, everybody missed the fairway. And then I'm standing up there and it was the most poorly struck driver I've ever hit, but it went dead straight, like 2.30. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Straight down the middle, um, off and rolling. And that's, it's the only time I've worried about making contact with a golf ball is the first tee. It's like to a man, every guy. It says the same thing. Like this, that, and you've played in the biggest, you know, every major, everything you've won, you've done everything you can do. And everyone to a man is like that first tee is just like the bar becomes down here. And there's like, just get this yes. forward, I'll get off the, of this tee. And let tee me, high, not too high in yeah. case you do a Webb Simpson and sky it. But right? it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> you're worried about, I mean, which, which if we went down to smaller, can you imagine the smaller heads back in the days oh. of Persimmon Woods? And, well, like watching, oh my God. Wow. watching Paris. In 2018, like everybody's hitting iron off that first hole, and I'm like, this would be a full panic for me. Like, I need driver, <laughs> biggest head possible. Yes. that's what I need. I mean, the right. fewest people. There's no way I could hit a. I mean, I don't carry a three iron, but like these guys are hitting three iron. It was three iron, four iron, five yeah. iron, depending on the wind. Yeah, no, no thank yeah. you. I don't like that. Yeah. I need driver. First tee, they should have make everyone tee off with persimmon going forward. Oh. Just one shot, just to see what happens. I hit. So I was hitting persimmon great. last week. Players, how'd that go? Um, Todd Dempsey. Todd? Oh yeah, I know Todd. Yeah, he's, he's a got. Great um, dude. Just blanking on his, um, I'll look it up. He's got all the old school stuff, but you were hitting it? How uh, far yeah. are you hitting it with the persimmon? Uh, so I got up to 172 ball speed. That's still which is shipping it. Yeah, well, strong. well that's with to- today's golf ball on persimmon. Yeah, but still with yeah, no, persimmon wood, that's crazy. Um, so how far was that going then? I don't know. Was, no idea. That's wild. The miss hits were insane though, I'm sure. Uh, grain golf. Grain? Yeah. That was the name of Grain what you Golf. Were yeah. Okay. Shout uh, so, out so basically, what he's doing is he's persimmon, persimmon woods. We'll get back to what we were talking about. Persimmon wood with a titanium insert so you can use the modern golf ball okay. and get the feel and the distance and everything. Oh, that's cool. DeChambeau hit it. I'll give DeChambeau credit because, yeah, he's, he's goofy. Um, <laughs> but I Correct. walked over. So I, Scott, Adam Scott was behind me. I said, Scotty, you got to hit this. I know Scotty loves that kind of stuff. And of course, beautiful swing as he's got and hitting a beautiful shape. DeChambeau hit it. And he's going at it full tilt. He got up to 180 ball speed, God. which is unbelievable with a, with a, basically, it's a yeah. steel shaft, persimmon head, titanium insert. That's ridiculous. But he was, 
he had enough awareness to slow it back down to like 172, 175 ball speed and suddenly got a t nice tight little flight again with it. So you got to get, you know, the guy's got skills. I mean, he's goofy as all get out, but he's got skills. I'm surprised he could hit it without it being like built to his, oh, I guess the, with the woods, it would be less, but like his irons are like six yeah. degrees upright or whatever they uh, are. But he's, but that's the thing. He's got, he's still got the touch. Oh, he, yeah. he can go. Yeah. He can go. Uh, um, so what was the question? We were talking about size of heads or something? The Ryder Cup. We were talking about, about Ryder Cup. You want to hit the driver off the first tee. We all know, I mean, your best shot arguably in the Ryder Cup was your hole in one. Four on fourteenth hole K Club yeah. two thousand six. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Okay. I want to know what the worst <laughs> shot you hit in your Ryder Cup history was. Yeah, give me something oh. bad. Worst shot. Oh. You got any real bad ones? It's gotta be something bad. The swing's too Do good. Do I have any shanks? I mean like Hunter um, Mayhem's chip obviously stands out. We get Webb in here, we'll have six or seven. Oh, Webb, there's shank a shank it. on number three and then on yeah. number nine. It's gotta be something, Colt. I can't think of anything right now. You All hit right, a bad well, drive off one, it. but it went straight. This. Yeah. That was your worst contact. Right, I hit still it shitty, but I'm still in the Yeah, fairway. I still hit it 275 right in the middle of the Guys, fairway. I don't hit bad shots. Maybe it was a putt. That's a nice thing when you swing it that good. You There's got been no plenty bad of those. Yeah. <laughs> bad putts. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a real question for you. This is I'm doing this for my country right now. So obviously the Europeans, you've had your way with the U.S. of late in the Ryder Cup. I'm making Paul Casey captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team for this next coming event, whenever it might be. Mm-hmm. What are you? What do you do differently that we aren't doing right now? What's the He's What's the secret sauce? I'm not going to tell you. No one. This is off record. Turn the mics <laughs> off. This is just between you and me right now. Okay, <laughs> between the two of us. Firstly, is I there say, anything I, I would, we could I be would, doing different? The talent that you have. What an opportunity that is. Okay. I mean, it's so cool. Right. Yeah. Like you got so many great players. Yeah, lots. I mean, and that's what part of it. That's what brings us makes us rise up to the challenge. I mean, you know, you look at who we played against in Paris in 2018. Your team was stacked. Yeah. It was awesome to be on the European team playing against you guys because we so desperately wanted to beat you because you're stacked. So an opportunity to coach, uh, to, to, to captain a team like that? It's I mean, I'll never get it, but I it's will like, say though, go, um, it's going pretty into cool. that Ryder Cup, I thought y'all were such heavy favorites because of that golf course. Yes. It was so they bad. They did a great so, job. They could so not I, rein it in. Mm -hmm. So I teed off on, uh, we. There's, there's a little courtesy that happens on various leading up to it and during matches. So on whatever day we start practicing, what, Tuesday or something like that, Tuesday or Wednesday, our first round out there, it's courteous. We let the f Americans have the first tee at Paris. Oh. Your visitors, your guests, Very um, nice. you have the first tee as, as the practice round starts. So we go to the 10th. So we tee off on 10th. It's like a four iron or something. It's, a, it's an awful little fair way to hit i mean and you're strangely nervous because you've got already a couple of thousand european fans who are expecting amazing things from you who are standing there already set you know singing yeah, songs i blocked it with my forearm because there's water on the left so of course it's what i do Standard. lost the golf ball yeah. so i get down there drop one in the fairway this isn't going good i step onto an 11 11's a par three i hit one in the water it's not going good so i get johnny to throw another golf ball over to me I hit that one in the water. So I've okay. played two holes and lost three golf balls. So, Paul, you're not, not playing the first day. <laughs> got that. All right. So, so we're going to need you to with, cheer. With Bjorn standing next to me. Yeah. It's not a great start, yeah. is it? I love that. <laughs> Do you think part of it, like you mentioned how talented the U.S. team was, especially like in 2018, you're looking at that roster like, wow, that's a lot of good players. And Europe has the exact same thing, too. You guys have a lot of good yes, players. Yes, we do. Too, but do you feel... Is part of what helps you guys? Do you feel like the underdog? Is that like a chip on your shoulder? Like, even though you've you've won so many more than we have in recent memory... Do you guys still feel like underdogs? Hmm. I, point, I, I feel give, like at this point you gotta be. Like, I can't give favorites. away secrets, can I? Oh, oh, okay. but, we, but we're really good at we're good at retaining. I say we don't talk about what we talk about. Mm. Um, 
Smart. Secret of ninth green at nine. There is. And uh, look, Paris, did we feel like we were going to win? Um, as the week went on, yes, obviously it, it once momentum. You were, once you were up seven points, <laughs> you thought we might have a chance. We had this. So, we might have um, a chance. But we, we, yeah, do we, does that, uh, I, I don't know what we necessarily say, but in our minds, we're thinking that. We're looking at your world ranking going, wow, it's here and ours is, our average is there. Uh, why am I, I still carry my glasses. I either wear these or put them down. Yeah, put those on. Oh, is that better? Yeah, there you go. Mr. Professor Casey. Casey. So, Mr. Casey. Here we go. So your world ranking's here and ours is there. So, of course, on paper, you guys are favorites. Um, and, and we say that to ourselves, even though deep down, we think we can, of course, we think we can beat you. If we don't think we can beat you, we shouldn't be yeah, there. Um, there's nothing wrong to think Of course that. you think you can beat us. You beat us most of the time. And maybe that narrative leaks out every now and then. The Americans are favorites. And of okay. course, that helps, does it not? I mean, right. you always want to be the guy who's just... Pressure's off, even oh, though the pressure was fully on us. But remember, you had the Ryder Cup. Uh, you'd, you'd won it in Hazeltine comfortably. So we were, yeah, we played every, every angle we could. Um, by the way, Thomas Bjorn's tattoo is epic. Have you seen it? No, but I kind of want to, weirdly. You know he's got a tattoo on his <laughs> ass? No, I do know. And the greatest thing about... What is it? They had so a deal. He, he's got the winning score on his... On his ass? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that wow. was part of the deal. If they won, he had to get a tattoo on his ass. Have you seen it? Not in person. Have you touched it? No. <laughs> Have you touched Don't do it right now with Corona. Wait till so, Corona's over and so, then you can yeah. rub all over it. Do you remember you remember Alex Noren making that putt on 18 mm-hmm. against DeChambeau? Yeah, I do. There's two reasons for the celebration being as big as it was. So as our narrative on Saturday night was, you know, we still got to take care of business. There have been miracles from the european and american angle um i'm trying to think what like brookline, brookline and then you see medina so a lot can happen and we we knew we were in a comfortable position well we're in a strong position but not a comfortable position and the narrative that evening was thomas is like just remember guys he goes i've promised to get a tattoo of the winning score on my ass which there's a lot of room there by the way <laughs> um if and when you guys win so we're like so there's, that's basically all he said in his, in his, in his um, captain's speech for that evening. It's all he had to say. And we had such strong leaders in that room that it just, it, momentum builds in that room. It's awesome. And so that was a common theme in the back of our heads. Come on, let's make this, let's make this number, that first number, as large as we possibly can. So my match with Brooks, I'd have to go back and look through it. My match with Brooks, singles match, was an awesome match. And I love Brooks, and I got so much respect for him. And it was a great match that we played, played in perfect spirit, great golf. And we shook hands on 18 and we tied our match for a half point. And I think it might be the only half point that had happened to that point of the Ryder Cup in Paris. So knowing that, Alex Noren comes down 18 and if he misses that putt on 18 against DeChambeau, it ends up being, that's another half point and then the scores are, we still win, but the scores are different. He holds that monster putt, that what, 35, 40 footer mm-hmm. up across that, which meant that it ended up being a half point, which means, means there's extra ink on Thomas's <laughs> ass because of t- Alex Noren's putt, which is the best awesome. thing. Well, obviously, Sleaze and I, we want to turn this thing around at some point. We'd like, I mean, we like you, but we like the Americans to make for it the a little pe- better. For the people. So we've been, you know, lobbying for this, and we think it could really be a detriment to y'all, but Sleaze and I are trying to get a, to be a part of the American team. You so too? Stricker. Yeah. We're working on Stricker. Phil in the future. But like, we just need to be like 
team morale leaders. We need to be in the locker room getting these guys pumped up or maybe even I'll chirping get, at you boys a little bit. I think it'd be a problem. I'll get the entire U.S. team. If, if you've got to rely on you two for team morale, we're really just, yeah. No, y'all we got to get stricter to put deep. Some, an ass tattoo on the line. Obviously, that's how you get the boys fired up. That's, just, that's the secret sauce right there. We're not getting it's on so, and, and for those who don't believe, it's on social media. Yeah, we're going to look at that. Yeah, we'll definitely check wanna, that yeah, out. You want eye bleach after you've seen it. I want to know more about what goes on. So you guys win the Ryder Cup. You've been a part of three of these big parties now where you're on the victorious side. Oh, don't worry. Valhalla was just as big a party. So, okay. This just is as much this, drinking. Because this is what I want to hear about. So, like, give me the <laughs> night after you guys win a Ryder Cup. Whatever year it was. Pick one or pick the most fun one. What do those look like? And I've been told it's customary for the other team, like, Losing side, they still come in and participate in all this stuff. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, one of the ones that uh, Ireland and K Club two thousand six. Um, I remember, remember, we were in separate wings of that amazing hotel at the K Club, and um, I don't know who started. I think it was Westwood. David Howe was part of it. I went over. We ended up. It was the mission. We need to go find the Americans. Okay. In in a good good spot. Right. Okay. And, uh, and we ended up storming their team room. And um, it ended up, um, I think we might have broken their ping pong table. I know that certainly happened. Their table tennis table. That certainly happened about that. Broke, that broke their a, hearts that, and their ping pong table. That wasn't a good scene. We'll, we'll skip that one. But um, that ended up in, in 2006 singing karaoke. And everybody sang karaoke that night. From both sides. In the American team room. David Howell kicked it off with Coco Cabana. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Furyk rapped 50 Cent That's, it's, it's your birthday or whatever it's your birth, yeah. Yeah, yeah which was in amazing I in wish we'd had that on, on that's Furyk rapping would be Furyk rapping hat backwards that, that's real just like he was holding a putt for 10 million dollars at the FedEx right, Cup right. hat backwards serious putt. he was always amazing um, the only person who <laughs> who failed not because of not trying he just the words didn't come out was Vaughn Taylor he got stage fright. Yeah, he's he a little shy. He's, he's a little shy. <laughs> but uh, he stood up there and he's trying to, and everyone's willing to money. He just couldn't do it. That's but hilarious. It's um, and that's the great thing. That's what you don't see is there's yeah is everybody's just it's not know, like sour grapes or we're too devastated. It's like at the end of this thing, you come through like hey no, but like there might match. be there might be one or two guys that maybe got into it during the week and they don't really want to talk to each other for a week or two or a month or whatever because it got a little fiery on the golf course. But it doesn't. That's like one or two. Like the the you know let's say t- most of the guys you know twenty two players out of the twenty four are like yeah just Ready arms around go. each other yeah. drinking um yeah and it's so which is which is what it's all about yeah like. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. I just want to be there for the party. I don't really care about. Yeah, we're just flying for that. Either which side. is why I hope it happens this year. Yeah, because it would be a good, good party. And I mean, yeah. remember in 2004, we went across the street into some Irish bar, and the police were worried. Yeah, <laughs> like genuinely worried for our safety. There we are in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, eight mile. They might not well, care I don't so much. About I don't that know where we're staying. It just didn't seem dangerous to me. But we're Westwood and various other guys standing on the bar in this Irish standing on the bar in the Irish bar. With the entire that's sweet, um, yeah, population of the bar. Who's the chanting. biggest partiers on the European? Who goes the hardest in these well, things? Darren, the Darren Clark was always the guy who it would it would um, that that session would go quite long, okay. and I admire him for that. Respect. Yeah, it's a lot, a hell of an ability. Um, that 04, getting off the plane back in London after flying back. I mean, we were. I don't know how many hours later, but he was still on it. It was impressive. Well, that's what he said after he won the Open Championship. Like, he did his press conference the next morning. He's like, I haven't been to bed yet. No, and I, 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 yeah. 
and I and and respect for that. And it's interesting. Like my, Monty would never really party. Monty puts so much. I can see that. And everybody's yeah. different. Also, like, not surprised. Not that Darren is not putting as much energy. He's putting just as much energy. We just do it differently. Monty put so much energy, and his his mo was he would just crash. He would literally go. You wouldn't see him. Mm-hmm. He'd have a glass of champagne or a pint of Guinness or something. He'd disappear, or scotch, um, and that was it. Gone. Um, just not his kind of, or just not his mo. Whereas Clarky would make up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with Clarky on yeah. this one. If I ever was good enough to win anything, right, right. I'd, I'd be on Clarky's side. In theory, but yeah. one of the guys that you've, I would say, you're fortunate to be in his era, but slash unfortunate because you probably would have a lot more wins. Yeah, this guy Tiger Woods. No, nah, but you got to remember. So yes and no, and it, like people have always said that. Like I'd love a lot more than three wins on on this tour. I got more on that tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that tour. <laughs> that little tour. <laughs> um. But there was a lot, and people go, "Why wow, you haven't won very much. And you go, well, not that this is an excuse, but to put it in perspective, when I was playing, the last four years or so, I focused on the PGA Tour predominantly. But leading up to that, I would play the majors, the WGCs, the players, Memorial, Bay Hill. I'm trying to think of what else. Majors, invitations. And I'm like, WGC. what chances did I have? Yeah. He also played those. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so you never had a chance at yeah. really any of them. And, and guys who could who could really um, say this way more than I ever could, obviously Phil. I mean, if you took Ty, Tiger out of the equation, how many wins would Phil yeah. have? Oh, my goodness. Ernie, uh, Ernie, but yeah, Ernie yeah, and Ratif yeah. and Sergio and VJ and, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of Furyk and I mean, that's what was incredible. Like, VJ won nine times that one year when kind of in the middle of Tiger's dominance. Yeah. Which was unbelievable but like so to 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 me i am i'm happy and proud to have played in in this era Mm -hmm. i i and and he's helped everybody and he's made me money and everybody money so i to be honest it's a it's a genuine thank you to tiger and i've and i've i think i've said that once or twice i probably need to do it again like actually just pull him aside and look him in the eye and go thank you yeah because I mean that. Because it's been really cool. I mean, sure, it's been a frustrating. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's genuinely cool to play in that era. And he's helped everybody. He's helped the whole industry. He's helped all of us. I mean, would you, would we be sitting here? I mean, I don't know. You well, we have, probably would be. I don't think you probably You might have more wins, but you might have less money without that, you know? 100%. Catch 22. Yeah. yeah. But give us, like, I mean, people talk about it all the time. But I don't think you got to see it up close and personal and go against him. How good was he? Or, I mean, still obviously great, but back no, then. No, different gravy. And yeah. these guys don't know how good. And and I look at Rory and Dustin and JT and these guys and Spieth with his putting and these guys who are just f- Brooks. Uh, I'm missing names, but unbelievable golfers. And, I, you know, and, and like who's the best right now? Um, you know, I, uh, they're all, they all do it slightly differently. Rory, certainly with his style and the way he does it when he's in full flow, it's a thing of beauty. But Tiger was different. There was just something about that. It was like, um, it was like uh, he believed, and he was he was like creation. I mean, it sounds weird, but I like you know. There's a guy the the ball's heading towards the trees, and he fully expected it to bounce out in the fairway, and it did. And it was like, and the putt at Torrey Pines. That I mean, yeah. you couldn't hold any putts at Torrey Pines that year when he got into playoff with Rocco. And how did that thing go in? Yeah. Uh, what was the one at Valhalla in the dark? And I mean, there was just stuff that happened. Like, how does that happen? It was amazing. He, he made things happen. That's he, made, he made things happen. Give us one of your, 
I mean, you've played with him several times, obviously. Give us your favorite, maybe, shot or memory of, of playing alongside him. I was just thinking, like, I remember, um, I mean, I played with, played against him in 04 at the Ryder Cup. Uh, I got beaten by him. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool to play against Ry- Tiger in a Ryder Cup in a singles. It was great experience. Um, a weird one that people wouldn't have seen, probably, but there was a incident on the 13th tee at Augusta National in the Masters one year, and I think it was playing with... Tiger was in the group. It was either Aaron, I want to say it was Aaron Badley, was the third. And we're on the 13th tee. And he loads up and he's in full load, top of the backswing, on his way down. And a bird, one or two birds flew overhead. And the shadow, there's footage of it somewhere, the shadow passes through kind of the golf ball and his stance, the line, just the shadow, and distracts him. And he stops. And so he's literally on full... How do you explain it? He's well, basically, he's on the way down. Yeah, on the way down. That's hour, it. I mean. It's off. It goes. And he manages to stop before he gets to the yeah. golf ball. It was the most unbelievable. I mean, one, to have the awareness of the speed of the shadow to make the decision. Oh, shit. I don't want to hit this. I want to stop. And then have the physical capabilities of stopping it. I mean, what on earth? I mean, I, and, he, and he stopped. And I'm, I was jaw wide open. So was Bads. And I'm like... I've seen some cool stuff, but that's one of the coolest things that's I've right. ever seen. And, and he's like, and he's like, oh yeah. He goes, thanks, but my back's killing. Like, no kidding, yeah. no kidding. It hurt. Yeah, your stop back. it. Go from one twenty three to zero. Yeah. It's gonna hurt. He did that all the time too. It was like someone would take a picture in the back and it would pull off. I was like, how? how yeah, and I always thought it was that? like he, he it was like premeditated. Yes. Like he knew it was gonna stop. Me too. This, I saw it. I, I saw it. Yeah. So it's, it was all. That's that's real. That's, 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 I thought the real. same thing too. I was like, oh dude, he was gonna stop no matter what. Stuff's real. Uh, and then I'm sure, I know there's others because we played a bunch of stuff together, which was really cool. But have you noticed him? It seems like since he came back from all the the injuries, where it looked like he might never play again, and the personal stuff, it seems like we're seeing a new Tiger kind of more open. Like he's taking Justin Thomas almost like under his wing. It seems like he's more engaging with the media and the fans and things. Do you see like a new Tiger? I guess since he's since he's made this comeback, than it was maybe back in 2000, where he's like he walked in and it was more or less like I'm here to kill every single one. Of yeah, you. I I don't. Is it is it new? It's always been in there, isn't it? The guy doesn't just change. It's just what he's willing to share yeah. or, or put out. And he's just at a different stage or position or, or um, yeah. Like I, I get it. Cause I mean, I've in a very different, um, in a very different position, but I've had success and then lost form and struggled and lost confidence and divorce and injury and things where I've kind of really sucked at this game. And then when you get it back, you're like, I'm way more appreciative and um, thankful for where I'm currently at. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a whole different kind of outlook. And um, so there's no question. It's just, a, I guess, just maturity, isn't it? It's just life, just kind of, you're just evolving and changing. But he's, he's, he's always been in there. So, yeah, I mean, look, he, he'd give everybody that, that stare, wouldn't he? He'd walk in and, oh, yeah. oh my God, he's going to crush everybody today <laughs> again. Um it's worrying that he's willing to share that stuff because the guys getting the information are going to be so good. <laughs> it's true. Good point. So it's good for JT and those guys. Uh, but but the nice thing is it's always, and that's the great thing about, I think, sport, but especially our sport, people are so willing to share. Um, you know, I, I've picked up the phone and called Mr. Nicholas mm-hmm. and asked him questions. And he's so forthcoming with with answering those questions and information and you know i've not really ever picked up the phone and called tiger but if i did you go well, what do you want to hear like yeah so we'll all we'll all do it 
Um, so, yeah, why not? All right, let's get into a little something different here. So it's well known that you missed some time several years ago with a little shoulder injury. Yes. Okay. The, people might not know exactly how it happened. It wasn't and as I'm exciting not, as you think. Oh, I've heard from a very good source. The story that people know isn't quite 100% true. I don't know what people think they know. Well, they heard you, you heard it snowboarding, which most people I think think you were going over all these moguls doing all these on the house. Yeah, I was. So the truth it. of the truth of the story is, I was out in Vail. I was with an instructor. We were heading out uh, for the day, and I was, as you do, kind of you see the snowboarders, and I can ski as well. But this particular day, I was snowboarding, and I skateboarded as a kid. God, past is coming back, and if you see the snowboarders um, trying to paddle their way to the lifts with one foot out yeah. and I'm regular. So left foot forward. I had my right foot out and I was, uh, uh, the right foot wasn't in the bindings. Um, and I just caught an edge on some ice. It was a pretty acute slope and my right foot slid off the, uh, the board and I carved out of it and technically never hit the ground. But as I carved out and I trailed, I dragged my right arm across the slope to, balance myself so I didn't look like a complete yeah. idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled my arm out of a socket. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Well, your good friend Peter Costas is the one who shared this with me. He's like, don't let him lie to you. He fell off the lift. No, it's not off. true. Can you confirm or deny? It was a no, lift injury. So Peter lied it was not me. a lift instance. He, okay. yeah. You need to talk to Peter right now. He's Can't no. trust my sources. This is why we bring it to you to ask. I got shouted at by uh, Mountain Rescue because we, we uh, the instructor and I, we took the lift down because we were literally only, you know, 50, 100 yards from yeah. the lift. So we took the lift down and got shouted at by Mountain Rescue because they want to come pick me up and stick me in that little it, stretcher and oh, snowmobile down, down. Hill, which yeah, is like that's awful. embarrassing. It was great though. I went down to the hospital and, and they x-rayed it and they, they popped it back into its socket. Oh. And it was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt. And I've done some dumb stuff. But when it was out of its socket, I went quiet, which is always a sign it's bad. Oh. And when it went back in, it was the it was the most glorious thing ever. Really? And it's I just thought dangling there it was just dangling there, oh. and they put it, popped it, popped it back in, and I thought that was it. Nobody will know. I'll just, I'll be alright. I'll be right in a I'm week. Good. Yeah. yeah. Just a little oh. sore, a little tender. <laughs> Six are months you still later, I. No, I've been banned. Are you? Are you banned. retired? I've been after banned. That. Who's banned you? Nike. Oh, Nike doesn't allow. That. When I, I love Nike. When I signed my first <laughs> Nike contract in two thousand and four, I think something like that. I should know these things. End of two thousand and four. Um, my contract was probably about one or two pages. It's brilliant. Yeah. And then everything that's ever happened in the world, you know, another few pages get added every single year. So I've, I've added a few pages to my contract myself because now I've got the, uh, the clause in there, no extreme sports, not allowed to participate in okay, anything so extreme. Because ex- another one of your big hobbies, your big cyclist, right? Is that technically yeah, is that, I was is mount- that extreme? Well, I was, it depends how you do it, doesn't it? That's anything that's can be question. extreme. Yeah. I mean, we How could, we could it, play extreme, extreme golf, um, extreme tiddlywinks. I don't know. I mean, um, you have my attention. <laughs> Go on, elaborate. But are, you're still cycling though, right? I'm still cycling. And I was, I was, um, nobody's listened to this, are they? No. No, I was mountain biking yesterday. Okay, there you oh, go. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Mount- well, I, thought social, were, I thought I was, you were strictly street guy. I was social distancing yesterday. Oh, yeah. see, you're taking care of yourself, dude. Um, you should get a bonus. <laughs> Uh, was I extreme yesterday? No, I wasn't. Um, I was very well behaved. So, so that's now in my contract. So, if I injure myself, and they look, they, our contracts um, are are predominantly performance based. 
Um, so if I play well and I make world ranking points, then I'm compensated. So when I'm not playing, I'm not making money, not like people think. It's just mm-hmm. same as basically winnings. I'm not currently winning anything. Uh, and, and don't – not getting back in the coronavirus thing, but there's a lot more people in a worse situation than me, so do not – I'm not, right, sorry, right. I'm not, not pleading. Uh, yeah, and I'm not – and I'm not, yeah. you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they basically have written it in there. So if I injure myself doing something daft, they basically can <laughs> – so it's kind of operate at your own risk at this point. Correct. But you're no longer snowboarding, but you are cycling. Aren't you normally a street guy on the bike? I was, a, I, was a, I was a mountain bike guy first and foremost. I was a BMX guy first and foremost. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to go to Black Mountain up the road here. People know and where that is. get after it? Yeah, on the BMX really? track. I didn't know no, badly. Were... Very badly. But then it was mountain bikes, and then we'd go to Whistler during the summer. And... Um, uh, People who are into mountain biking will know people like G. Atherton, former World Cup downhill racer. Steve Pete, another world champion. This is a foreign language. This is a yep. foreign language. Those, like are, those are football. people I know. I've ridden with Steve. We took Steve up to Whistler one year. Actually, he took us up, really, because that's a whole other level. Uh, what would that be like? That would be like... <laughs> uh, that would be like... Uh, put it in golfing terms. Me riding bikes with Steve Pete at Whistler, downhill bikes. That would be like... Like a, like a Rory McIlroy, Brooks Copper, Dustin Johnson, being Steve Pete, and me being like Trent Rathburn. Oh, Trent! Shout out Trent, love that. <laughs> director of golf. Actually, our, not even that football. good. Maybe like Trent's chipping. Chipping. That's yeah. that's I how think, I would be. I think you're <laughs> when I was riding mountain bikes with those guys, um, yeah, I got friends up. So that's what I would do. So road bikes became. I thought the road bike thing would be good because it's less extreme. So I've done that more the last few years, and people have seen me doing that in Italy and places like that, getting out. But the car, you know, cars scare me. I like cars. You're right? a big car yeah, guy. Yeah, I like too, car yeah. guys, but you cars like all scare the me. dangerous stuff. Cars scare me. Cars and bikes don't mix well. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you like anything where you go super... What's the fastest you've ever gone on a street bike? Or on, oh, on, a, a, on like the... On a bike? On um, a Tour de France bike. Oh, it'd be in the... <sighs> miles an hour? Yeah. Oh, I get scared. We don't know kilometers. F- miles an hour, like probably 50s. Oh, my God. Which yeah. is really By the way, way too fast. That's... It's, that's that's I feel in, like that that's takes in Europe it to the extreme. Yeah, level. that's in Europe. You get a lot of the big climbs in Europe. Uh, that's dangerous. Paul. You know, big big climbs when the descents are like fifteen, you know, ten mile long descent kind of stuff. Once you've just climbed a ten mile long mountain kind of thing, you know, a few thousand feet, and then you got to come down the other side. Fifty is moving. Fifty yeah. is moving. But remember, Tour de France guys will do like, I want to say they'll do like sixty or I mean. Close to probably seventy if they're really hauling. They're really hauling. But they're pros too, and B like just a little pebble on the. Str- I would think like going at that speed is a, it's is a problem. It's sketchy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and look, and people have died doing it. Right. It's, I added all it's this dangerous. For Nike. But yeah. it's not. It's not extreme. Probably delete them. So what you're saying is you're on at home on the couch a lot. Got it. Yeah. That's good. I'm not. On, I'm not. I'm not on a. Uh, I'm not on an exercise bike. Yeah. The Peloton. You big Peloton guy. I was. <laughs> I was a. I was opposed to that because the tour have the tour have amazing facility. We got that workout tra- trailer, and when they re- they decked this thing, they got a new one about a year ago, and they go, "We need to get some bikes in there." And I was like, "Let's yeah, just get a spin bike." You know, guys like the spin bike, and they put two Peloton bikes in there. And I was like, "Oh, really?" And then uh, and then the next thing you know, you go in there every day, and there's like a queue of about there's two two Peloton bikes. There's like a line of about three four guys waiting to get on the Peloton yeah. bike. <laughs> And guys are like, you know, who you got? Who you got? Oh, I got, you know, uh, yeah, Amy or Abby or yeah, it is yeah, or that. Exactly. <laughs> I got Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there, I won't give you a list of guys, but there's a, there's a regular crew. So I actually, I quite like the Peloton. Oh, thing. I thought you'd be anti because you're like a purist. No, no, okay. I'm not. And there's very few things I'm anti. Okay. Well, Fair. you might be in this next segment because <laughs> next is our segment we do with every guest called Emergency Nine. Nine questions. 
Just some are the same, some are different, but you ready? He looks like Do he's Do I have ready. any choice? He looks like he's ready. All right, Sleaze, you want to start it off? Sure, or? but this is one we ask everyone. I'm interested. You see, you're a well-thought-out individual, so I want to see what you say here. What actor would play you in a movie based on your life? You asked me this at the range at uh, Riviera. That was for a different show. Oh, yeah, that show. was for, that was for Sirius XM, oh, okay. PGA Tour Radio. Yeah, this okay, is really... Okay, <clears throat> Let's start again. This one matters. Uh, I'll give you the same answer. Matt Damon. Well, that was your answer. Yeah, it's actually... So we were, sh- we were going over this last night, and he had Hugh Grant written down. I was like, he said Matt Damon first. No, of all. but Hugh Grant is me for him. Oh, that's who you think? Yeah. Did, By the way, have you seen the gen- is it the gentleman? I haven't seen a ton of Hugh Grant films. The latest one. The is gen- it a rom com? The gentleman. gentleman. Is it gentleman? I'm assuming it's a rom com. About the one on Netflix. No, no. It's Matthew McConaughey's in it. It's uh, like an English gangster movie. Yeah, Hugh- The Irishman. No, oh. not The Irishman. Hugh Grant could never be in The Irishman. No, I don't think he's talking about Hugh Grant. Yeah, the, ge- the gentleman. Grant? Yeah, it's called Hugh the gentleman. Yeah, never heard of it. The gentleman, not a rom com. It's um, there is some out. there's some choice language, so I'm not um, just in case people don't like. Oh um, no, that's fine. It's very it's Hugh like. It's very. I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen, and I and I know Hugh. Um, we were members at the same golf club back in the UK. Good dude. Yeah, I like Hugh. Okay. Yeah, he's he's, like, he's different, like but he's I like mm-hmm. Hugh. Yeah. Thank you. I like Hugh too. <laughs> Which major would you most like to win? Uh, the Open. Rank them. Uh, the Open, and then. Uh, uh, I'd probably go the Open, U.S. Open, mm, Masters. Interesting. Uh, just because, and then PGA. Just because, uh, romantically, the Masters and the Green Jacket, but the Open, my national championship, the U.S. Open, your national championship, is just it's a national championship. Yeah. So, uh, romantically, yeah, I'd love a Green Jacket, and you get to go every year, and this, and it's the. Without question, that's kind of cool. So which not... one? Which major suits your game the best? Do you think the Masters? The Masters, yeah, yeah. You've had some good, some good runs yeah. there. Love the course. I, I love so much about it. Yeah, a lot of friends who are members there, and it's just, it's just. Will it's it... the one place. It's the one place where you stand on the tee and you, f- you know, our sport is not necessarily sexy, but it's the one place you stand on the tee and you feel like a rock star, because well, there so. are there are none of these. Mm-hmm. phones for those of you who are listening not watching uh there are no phones and when you stand on any tee on that property all eyes are on you and i love that and so and and the and the patrons the crowd are so appreciative they know they've seen the shots through the years they know the, the level of difficulty um everything about it you just you feel special as a player that's and awesome. i think well that's said. really cool yeah it's so unique will there be a masters played in 2020 i hope so that's not what I asked. It's a yes or a no. Oh. I'm going with... Uh, yes. Okay, good. So I like that. Here. I like that answer. Okay, That's number the right three. answer. Um, favorite American athlete? Not named Tiger Woods. Hopefully once... I assume Tiger would be up there. This guy, yeah, this yeah, Tiger like would be up there. Game guy. Yeah, um... Yeah, it could be an X game guy, couldn't it? Like a Tony Hawk or something. I remember watching Sean White. when he watched ah, the flying tomato. No, um, although amazing <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomatoes, <laughs> tomatoes. Uh, I remember when Tony Hawk did the nine hundred. I watched that just glued to the TV. Um, that's a good question. I don't know who it would be. I was, you know, as a kid, it was it was always like the athletics, watching the Carl Lewises and stuff, kind of do their thing. Oh, like Olympic um, sports, Olympic yeah. sports, um, and then it was football so it was you know montana and people like that oh a little throwback yeah oh, perfect a little joy um, montana 
Yeah, I got to meet him once. Very cool. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Can we let's come back to that? What's all the right, next all one? Right. Favorite think, think on that. Favorite quarantined activity other than cycling. Yeah, you got to be indoors for this. I noticed Netflix streaming's like slowed down. Have you noticed that they slowed oh, in Europe? Yeah. So because everyone on um, the planet's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just finished Peaky Blinders the last oh, season because yeah. I hadn't watched the last one. So I just finished that two days okay, ago. Okay, so Netflix. Now watching Messiah. Haven't seen that. No, nope, neither have I, but the wife suggested it. Um, I'm about three episodes in. Don't spoil it. Um, other than that, I got kids, remember. So quarantine. So um, playing football or soccer uh, with my little boy in the back garden. Perfect. Okay. Next one, Celise. That's a good one. Um, your boy, mm-hmm. Johnny Longsocks. Famous for his long socks. Yes. Favorite pair of his socks. Quite like his Rodney Dangerfield ones. Mm. Oh, okay. Legend. Yeah, yeah, I would like those two. Um, Sleaze is big into the high socks. I yeah, noticed I, that. When That's I a met good your look. boy at Riviera, like we talked to, I had never met him before. I was like, it was like, yeah, you're like identity are you like identity theft is not a joke, John. In fact, how what are you mid thirties? Yeah, you could you could be a son. I could be. I was like, uh, dad. <laughs> we need to do a twenty one or whatever that. Actually, how old are you? What are you? Thirty what? Thirty five. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have been a little, a little. Yeah, he could. He's, he could he's, have he's me f- young, physically. Yes, yeah, he's, I, think, <laughs> I think he was. He could there's have a just. chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's but he's. That's the thing I love about Johnny he's is a legend. His he he wears the high socks because the very first time he caddied. And he was a player. He played on so like mini tours in in uh, Africa and stuff like this. And he knows how to play. He's a good, good. He's a good stick. Still is. I remember, he was Luke Donald's caddy for ever. Um, he's way straighter than Luke, by the way, off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> Most are. Uh, and so when he came work for me, as soon as you know, and I'm a Nike guy, I said, well, you know, first of all, he's got the long socks, and the long socks came about because the very first time he caddied, he got sunburnt, and so he had to cover up the sunburn the second day. He put on long socks, and he's never taken long socks off since. Uh, probably sleeps in for all I and know. His shoe, I game, his shoe game is strong. Yeah, so a lot of ones. I said, "What do you want to wear? I'll get you whatever you want. Nike product. Thinking running shoes, this and that." And he goes, "I want some, I want some high tops." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so we went. That's what he wants. So we went down like some. We had some Kyrie Irvings to start out, and then we got into the Jordan thing. Yeah. And so now he's just a Jordan one guy. He so, wears ones all different. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it's got it, and it's a solid collection. Oh. And there's there's been some in there which he probably could have just, if they'd been box fresh, he could have been selling them on StockX by now. But um, easily, easily. <laughs> but he rocks them. It doesn't matter how muddy it is. He's out there in his Jordan ones. Well, yeah. you're a big shoe guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not today. No Nikes. On your no, no. I'm today. I'm a I'm a Converse guy. Well, you know, I mean, I'm a Nike guy. Whoa. Remember, yeah. you know, Nike on Converse, Careful. so I can get away with it. Okay. Favorite shoe. Other than Nike. my Jack Purcells, I can't say that, can I? Which is uh, I rock no, around. Favorite it. Nike shoe? Um, probably a, uh, you know, just either a Dunk. I love a blazer, but like my foot doesn't fit in a blazer. Okay, so you, the Dunk. How many do you have? You think Dunks? Uh, probably twenty at home. Not too many. So no, not I quite. I try to. No, 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 no. No, I'm I I purge. I keep the really cool ones. And there was a time when Nike. Uh, were making shoes for us at major championships. So we get shoes and they were doing Air Force Ones. I mean, that F, I love an Air Force One. It's mm-hmm. just not, I should have worn some today, shouldn't I? Um, invite me back. Okay, maybe. Um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, prob- I mean, what do you? Yeah. They're, they're a dunk, a little, but they're, uh, they're Jordans, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. 
So they're like a Jordan so one, a low, but a low, ones right low here. one. I like the yeah. low one. Yeah, they're very nice. <laughs> if I wear high tops, but if I wear high tops, I look ridiculous because I got really short legs. That's the whole point of them, though. You just you just do it. <laughs> Mine are skinny, so I try to cover up as much of my leg. That's as like possible. how does Perez get away with it? It's not like he's a you know because he doesn't care. One <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's part of the whole shtick. Yeah. You have a sweet pair you got with you when you won the Valspar. They made you. I've a got two like pairs of those. Right? Yeah, those yeah. Are sweet. You ever wear them or they just? No, no, no. They're show pieces. AF ones, Air Force ones, and they are kind of like they're, they're black and silver yeah and they're laser etched or laser engraved with all the different kind of things from each victory the score and quotes from the week yeah, yeah you don't wear those nike does cool stuff no like no that. really cool stuff awesome we get a lot of there's a uh, like somebody on instagram yesterday was like you know okay we're all bored as we all are you know how about you do a little mtv cribs kind of thing walk oh, around yeah. the house and i was like yes yeah, i said maybe we do one at the office i'm quite i'm quite private all right and i and i've got a I've got a cool house, no question. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I wouldn't do the, the walkthrough of my yeah, kind of house life. my bedroom on, is a little much mm, for, the, for the people. You don't have to tidy up a little bit, knowing you, knowing the stuff you get to do. All right, next question, two-part question. One stereotype of people from Great Britain that, is, that isn't true and one that is true. Uh, we have bad teeth. Okay, yeah, that. You have beautiful you have a teeth. I have beautiful teeth. You have Thank a beautiful you. grill. Yeah, you they put, natural. Putting yeah, that they one are. <laughs> Those are your real teeth, huh? <laughs> Those are my real teeth. Wow, that's a that's impressive. That's good though. No, you're yeah, helping totally. squash that. Um, uh, right, well, yeah, our, our, our healthcare and our, our dental uh, practices are pretty strong. Okay, you know, we're, we're not so into aesthetics, but it's strong. Okay, yeah. What was, uh, what was the? So, so that one's not true. That's not true. Which one do you say? Like, yeah, that's probably there for a reason. Um, we drink a lot. Okay. That's yep. true. Yeah. Well said. Perfect. That's a, yeah. It could right. be a lot worse. Number eight. We good at, we're very good at it. Yeah. I've seen mm. it. I've seen it. Do you have any pre-round superstitions other than your warm up being a certain amount of time? Because I know that. Oh yeah. You have a weird. No, no. Uh, two espressos every morning. Two espressos. I travel. No matter what time you. No, no matter what time. You're up there. You're out there playing hopped up on two espressos. Yeah. It's incredible. I have a little, I have a little coffee, I have a little coffee machine, which I travel with. Yeah. It doesn't go in the suitcase, but you know, the guy that drives all the luggage around, Mm -hmm. Holko drives the, drives the luggage around. It stays with him, gets the event, pull it out the bag and it sits in the hotel room. And if you ever have the hotel room next to me, you'll hear the, the kind of, yeah, (laughs) it's not a big, but it's you know little, little Dude, pots you know, going. More to get you wow. go- Most dudes are taking beta blockers. It's and the trying it's to come the down. it's the restrettos. It's the little there's the, the black colored uh, pods. Two of those, so separate timings. Got my little espresso cups. Hit one, wait a little bit. Hit the other one. Uh, no, never three. Get the shakes. Yeah, about right, three. Right. Okay. Um, that's it. There's nothing really else. I mean, you know, I got the oh, warm up and stretching, but it's, yeah. And if I don't, I'm I'm a cranky bastard. Um, Okay. I'm a cranky bastard. Did you? Yeah. You obviously had your two espressos before you came here. Yeah. I did. I did another nice. one when I arrived. I like. I like the fact you've got one in here. It's good. Of course. I like your offices. We, we They're nice. You, we, we, We're here to please our guests. We take care mm. of our people. All right. Last one. Funniest member of the 2018 European Ryder Cup team. Funniest. Yeah. Who's the guy that's the cut up? The kind of the locker room guy that's keeping everybody light. Um. There are different different uh genres of humor okay in our team room okay and uh we had a very strong whatsapp group chat going on okay and um uh a lot of it had to be deleted for various reasons um Stenson has an issue. He really does. I love him. He's got a dark sense of humor. <laughs> That's who I would have picked. Oh goodness! It's rather scarring. Yeah. Tommy is a whole nother <laughs> level. Um, 
Tommy's wrong as well, Mr. Fleetwood. He seems <laughs> like he really? such a nice little boy. Yeah, he outside. seems like he comes across as a Oh, like no, there's, there's some issues there. Really are. <laughs> I like him even more. Um, I think, and he's, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of always comes back to him, and he's, he's, one of, he's a great mate of mine. Poulter is consistently one of the funny, the funny guys. Yeah, he seems And like it's a good humor because at least you can share some of it with other people. Tommy and Henrik, I'm not sure you can share some of that Poulter's stuff. Great. I told everybody, everybody I, I said he gets such a bad rap. I said Poulter was one of my favorite pairings when I was on tour. Like I loved playing with him. He's so funny and like he's like he's like look, we started with him. He's like Pat Perez. Yeah, he's consistent. You know what you're gonna get, and that's why I love him. Like he never he doesn't change. He's got a heart of gold. I'll I'll tell you a quick story about Poulter. We played it at Valspar a few years ago together. He didn't make a birdie the whole first day, and then he finally birdied number seven the second day. So 25 holes. And I kind of, I was keeping his card and I kind of gave him a little applause. We were both playing terrible. And I was like, do you want to do the honors of circling this? <laughs> and F you, he circles it and then wrote, you can probably guess what he wrote underneath it. <laughs> it was fantastic though, but he, he's great. He's great. It. So we were, we were obviously last, last tournament I played was, uh, and anybody played was uh, players. So mm-hmm. there was, it's always Polter stories and there's hundreds of them. But one of the ones that just made me chuckle was we were going down the ninth hole for people that know the ninth is a par five at Sawgrass. And a lot of guys, now we try to go for the green, but it was always, you used to lay up and there he was. And the story I've heard, I wasn't there at the time, but the story I've heard, he and his caddy, Terry, Terry's a very, very funny individual. And he's laid up and he's got you know, 75 yards or something pitch into the green. He gets over the ball and he's rustling around and wiggling and he's not comfortable and he backs off gets back into it and he's wriggling around not comfortable and he backs off and terry's like terry drags about he's you're right mate you know something up is there there people moving or you know what is it and he gets back in there again and backs off again and terry's like pal you know what's happening mate and he goes um what is it because terry can't figure out for life and what's going on and polster says oh tell he goes there's a scoreboard directly behind that green at that time one of those big digital screens. He goes, tell, every time I get over the bloody ball, he goes, I look at that TV and it says, Ian Poulter, from 75 to 100 yards, I'm 130th on tour. (laughs) (laughs) And it's catching his eye. And Terry's, all right, mate, mate, don't worry, just get back in there, get back in there, concentrate and hit it. So he gets back in there, wiggles around. He blades it right (laughs) for the back of the green. And Terry's now in pieces on the floor. He goes, you're going to be 131st now? Exactly. I love it. Well, Paul, That's man, thank awesome. you so much for taking some time out of your day to come join us on Golf Sub Subpar. We have started giving our guests a little gift now as a little thank you. And uh, if producer Mark could bring that in, because, you know, we as the cyclist you are, we, we worry so much about your safety. Oh, yeah. So we Let got them, you a little. Keep the people. <laughs> bike horn. You can never be too safe. You out have there. no idea. You can how. never be too safe. This will be on uh, on Monday. My little boy, his bike's in service, but on Monday, this will, be, this will be on my bike on Perfect. Monday. Well, we hope you enjoy there you it. go. And thanks again for taking time out. Uh, thank you, boys. I'm bored. So when can I come back? Anytime. Tomorrow. Perfect. We'll run it back. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. And that was Europe's own Paul Casey giving us a little inside look at the Ryder Cup. Also, this man, the only European I know that doesn't have a favorite soccer team or football, as they call it over there. And also... Put to bed a little bit of a rumor that's been going around Colty and the way he injured his uh, shoulder back in the day. It w- turns out he did not fall off the lift. He did not injure himself coming off of the lift, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Do we I buy totally it? Totally buy Do it. Do we buy it? I got 
that info from a very good source, Reliable. Peter Costas. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but Paul Casey, what a, what a great guy. And I mean, what an absolute stud. I mean, he's played four Ryder cups. They've won three of them. Um, he's a guy that just gets it done and, who knows how many wins this guy would have had if, if Tiger Woods wouldn't have been as dominant as he was back in the yeah, day. Yeah, from a pure talent perspective, you played with him. We've both gotten a chance to play with him. Like, there's very little to be like, oh, here's where his deficiency is. Like, there's nothing that he's bad at. He From all around, he is unbelievable. And you're right. Like, if he wasn't in the era that he was in, who knows what, you know, could have happened with Paul Casey. But yeah, he's, he's really one of the fun most, to talk, chop it up with. Yeah, one of the most talented ball strikers I've ever seen. I mean, literally, just his swing looks the same every single time. Ball comes out of the middle of the face every time. It's awesome, and and he's a great dude. Like uh, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap, but uh, I mean he's a pleasure to be around. He's funny, um, and I really enjoy talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys that like he could put the clubs away for a month and then pick up a five iron and go to the range and just flush it. Yeah, which I can't stand that. Just real <laughs> really ta- bothers you. Just real talent. Yeah. Like meanwhile, the rest of us are like I got to hit seven hundred balls a day just to maintain. He's like oh, I'll just quit for a month and I'll come back and I'll be I'll be mint. Well, Sleazy, that was a lot of fun. And the fun does not stop with Paul Casey. Next week, another big man coming in, and a really big man. Actual large physical human being. Yeah, Tony Finau. We got another Ryder Cupper on the show. We'll get inside that. We'll get inside that U.S. locker room this time. We got a we're we're going to find some secrets at some point. Yeah, we're going to we're going to crack the code eventually. But I'm looking forward to that when he's a great dude and uh, an absolute stud on the golf course. But until then, y'all stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar. Mm-hmm.